So I, I was going through my stuff. I have one of my friend's wedding invitations from 2002. That was a while ago. Yeah, that was that's 20 years ago. 20, yeah. Yeah, for a Coley. Mm. Well, you should send it to him. Oh, I sent him a picture. He's like, oh, that's funny. I was just watching that the other day. <laughs> I, I was going through some things and I found like Gunner Rocks. Okay, because I'd always say that. So this is like a birthday card from a whole bunch of friends. It's a nice one. You know, oh, yeah. it's like it's there's a lot of good things. some time there. Don't know as well. I was like, oh, here, here, well, then. You're sexual and I want to rape your body. Okay. Leah. Okay, wow. Okay. Someone wanted to do that to me. <laughs> That's nice. But I, when I, when I got the card and everything and I was looking over, I was like, you know what? I remember at that time, like... Girls told me that I was a good kisser, okay? And I've been thinking about this a Connor, lot. I've told you that all the time. I for for many years have thought that I am indeed a really good kisser. I just thought, so it's like I've had this confidence. Girls are always telling me that I'm super good, that, oh man, I'm the best or, or the second best out of everyone. They've kissed and I've come to the conclusion that I'm not a good kisser. What? Well, mm-hmm. I'll be the judge of that. Yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> well, why why well, do you think that you're not? Because my wife doesn't want to kiss me anymore. <laughs> because she's always saying no. She doesn't want to. She doesn't want to go and make out or anything. And I guess it's because I'm a bad kisser. Mm. Like, that's the only reason. I, if I were a good kisser, then wouldn't you want to keep on kissing that person? So the only reason why I think everyone else... Like w- liked kissing me is because maybe they liked me, and that had a huge part of it. But the actual experience, the actual kissing, was probably not that good. And well, so you're better at feeling up. Well, I no, I didn't never filled up girls while I was while I was kissing. No, I was actually surprisingly I didn't. But no, I, even if I want to do like a kissing and just like there's you know she's just like nope she doesn't want to kiss me. So and who doesn't like kissing? Like, honestly, who doesn't like kissing? Thor, do you like kissing? Yeah, I like kissing. But I think that I'm a bad kisser. And I think Except if someone has a beard, then it's kind of That's what I was thinking. So, and I thought, no, but she won't kiss me without the beard. So, it's not the beard. I was thinking that maybe I need lessons. Have you tried maybe getting a surrogate? A surrogate to kiss her? A surrogate kisser. Well, no, maybe maybe I would like to learn how to kiss so that I don't need a surrogate. Yeah, well, a surrogate would be someone who, like, gives you some good feedback and you can practice on and then give you pointers and stuff. And maybe I just have bad breath all the time. I don't know. I do brush my teeth every once in a while. But are you kissing with nothing else in mind? Like, not leading up to part two, you know, any kind of, Like, just kissing and then, okay, and then we can hold hands and then... Or is all kissing... Leading to sex. Part two. Listen, yeah, sex. I, I want to go to part two. But that's not my question. Yeah, it might be that you're just why your wife is associating kissing with part two, as Nathan says. Yeah. So and just, if she's really not interested in part two, then she's gonna not be interested in kissing either. Okay, well there's my other part. So <laughs> if part two, if she's not interested in part two, is it because I'm not good in the sack like I thought I was? Because I probably am not that good. I think I'm probably not that good, and I'm. All, I mean, I used to be all right with that, but if I'm if I'm not that good, and she Maybe. doesn't want to, this is all coming to Nathan. I mean, not Nathan Gunner. You're asking for lessons. 
aren't you? You're, well, you're no, going to ask for lessons. Well, not in making love. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Does anybody have any good ideas on how I can make love better? Uh, I, I thought it was a, a, a little hard... Um, asking someone for kissing lessons okay i thought i was pushing the boundaries but thor i wasn't actually going to go asking for someone to teach me how to have sex better well they have surrogates for that too (laughs) they do okay well then i'll probably just cut this whole damn thing out yeah well i won't tell you i thought it would have been fun i thought it would have been funny it kind of is is it kind of in funny or is it just sad now? No, it's, it's no, sad. No, because, uh, and maybe I'm taking this the wrong way, but honestly, going down that, maybe I'm not very good in the sack. I'm, a, I'm a told I'm good, but am I? Are you told that you're good in the sack? All the does time, your, every does time. Does your wife tell you that you're good in the sack? Um, I mean, I can't, I can't hear from all the screaming, but... <laughs> what were you told you were good in the sack i now we really have to cut this portion okay Okay. Okay. we'll cut this portion out the answer is yes okay Okay. oh so we have to cut that because no one can know that you were good in the sack yes uh i I could I could give just basically where she would she she'd clap she would be useless for half an hour I oh, okay. I get her orgasm that hard okay. so <laughs> so you know where it's just like I I I get her so she'd throw up. Oh really? <laughs> so hard you don't know. Oh, you're done. <laughs> or, wow. That, that is impressive. If we like, broadcast I this, your not, dance card's gonna be full. You know, so. I'm actually not taking this out anymore. Right <laughs> No, Thor. Thor doesn't want it in, but that's just too good. That is so awesome. You, know, he, like you can beat the name. That's something to be proud of. Yeah, we're gonna beep. Do you beep? <laughs> so tell tell us your story. No, I'm not gonna, oh, okay, the kissing story. Yeah, I can tell that one. So anyway, I I basically only have had two real girlfriends in my life. Okay, a girl that I dated before, and. That's where I practice my kissing on, okay? And we, we practiced a lot, <laughs> quite a bit. So I started dating and we went and we started kissing and I was like, the first thing I was doing is like, yeah, she, I like her a lot, but wow, she is such a bad kisser. <laughs> but she got better. So practice makes perfect, you know, as they say. So <laughs> have we heard more about Gwen, whether yeah. it's a cult? Yeah. And anyone right. can participate in the question of the week. You just go to the nicecult.com and the first line is always question of the week and it changes every week. 75% of the people here say that she's not in a cult. Really? Mm-hmm. What? So someone says, no, she's just a girl in the world. That's all that oh. will let her be. Gwen. Gwen Stefani. Gwen Stefani. That's her song. I'm just a girl. That's all that you'll let me be. Oh, is that what that is? I'm just a girl. Okay. Uh, Here's one that I've heard several people say. Gwen and Grace are culty. They're not in a cult, but they're culty. Star CD for sure. And this star CD is what we'll cover this one um, at another time. Okay, I'm Uh, this is This is definitely a cult. And this is very much in line with that. Yes, Gwen is just one pot 
though Kool-Aid away from having her own cult. You guys should do a late night sense uh, seance. seance. Thank you. Uh, or whatever it's called with Gwen's guides for Patreons or just for fun. <laughs> like a live session where we can ask questions. Also, I am in favor of Nathan's idea of channeling of a channeled cookbook. I of told course. you guys. You are <laughs> clamoring for I this know idea. It. If you don't do it, someone else will. Makes me wonder what is Ronaldo's favorite food. Oh, oh, I wonder That's too. Good. Yeah. Well, I'm you, with you, you, on that. you automatically think curry, but maybe it's maybe it's something else. I don't know. I think I think curry. But I'm sure there's other favorites as well. Oh, of course. Yeah, so as far as the, the seance thing, I just don't think that I can bring myself to do it. I may be a rat bastard, but it makes me feel icky inside. If it wasn't your sister, would it? If it, it was, was just a, someone. If it were someone else, I would feel more icky inside. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm giving my sister the benefit of the doubt because she's my sister, that okay. she's not, you know, I'm, I want the best for her and hope that she's trying the best thing and that it's good. But... All signs to me say no, but just because she's my sister, I gotta love her. Yeah. Okay. What kind of awesome right. questions do you have? We have two Magisterium Collectors. Let's just go through one of them and see what we can think about this one. Okay. I know that we were supposed to go over the the tiny tin. Oh, ten, and but, I totally forgot that. But Thor too. forgot. So we're gonna table that one. But here we have L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> because inducting him in the cult would be worth a dozen Tom Cruises any day of the week. <laughs> okay, yeah. so I, when I was younger, I read quite a few of his books, and I always really, there, I, it wasn't that he was a bad writer, he's a good writer, but his heroes and his villains all felt really fake to yeah. me. Okay, Nathan's Nathan, you've read yep. some of his stuff too. They all felt really fake to me, and for that reason, I just can't put them in. No, no, yeah. he's just I agree. like he all... shouldn't be in there. Yeah, uh, is he worth I... ten Tom Cruises? Probably, probably. No, he's, no, he's not. Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tom Cruise is. He has the presence of an angel. Okay, <laughs> are you kidding me? He excites every single person he's with. Yep, a fallen angel. Elron Hubbard, sorry. Yeah, I just, Tom, I, Tom is like it's just a sore sore spot right now. Okay? But Tom's out anyway. All right, we have a, a few bishops here. Wow. Mm-hmm. Last week I bought some antique oil cans at an estate sale. The estate was owned by an old guy that made his money in real estate. Mm-hmm. The family was more has more money than they know what to do with. You'll see why I mention this later. Okay. The day after I got home, I noticed... He was a hoarder, wasn't he? (laughs) He he had money in the oil cans. (laughs) The day after I got home, I noticed one of the cans was much heavier than the others. I looked in and found a roll of bills of all denominations. In total, there was $728 in the can. The bills were all old. Yeah, it's not there. All older minted in the 1980s there is no way that anyone alive is going to miss that money (laughs) and legally i bought the cans so anything in them is mine right i'm asking because i can really use the money but i don't want ronaldo to reject me from the nice cult the nice place when he does the great sorting <laughs> or final judgment or whatever you call it, can I just buy an ice cold blanket and be forgiven? <laughs> For, I have to ask though, first of all, is that legal? 
you know, they'll break open a wall in a house and find a catch of money and stuff like that. And, and is it legal to keep that? We need Christian over here to ask him. How much I call him and see if he answers. Hello? <laughs> hey, hey, Christian! Hey. <laughs> hey! We have a question you're for on you. The, you're on the air. You're being recorded. Put some pants on. As soon as Nathan calls, my pants go off. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. No matter where I am. <laughs> okay. So here's the question. We had someone that said they bought a can cans of paint from an old estate. Oil cans. Oil cans. Yeah. And when they, they got home, they opened up one of them, and it was full of $728 yeah. of old bills. So we're wondering legally, do they have to give that back? Or is they bought the can, do they get the money? Is this an estate sale? Yeah. This is an estate sale. Oh, yeah. No, they have it then. It's theirs? Okay. Awesome. What, what about if you, uh, like, buy a house and you open up a wall and there's, like, gold coins or something? Is that yours, too? Yeah. Legally? Okay. Oh, wow. That's what we need to know. Thank you, How Christian. If you hit a jogger. <laughs> <laughs> and he spills some coins yeah, on you, the road. And the, do you get to pick up those coins? <laughs> No, okay. you're the cause of it. Okay. <laughs> right. But also, uh, legal disclaimer, not a journey right now. Yay. Thank you so much, Christian. That answered all our questions. Now we know how to get out of this moral dilemma. Yeah, this, okay, this, awesome. this is a tough one. So no, we it's appreciate like the one where you hear someone at a garage sale buys a painting and it's worth $5 million. It is nice to, like, sometimes, you know, get back something. But, yeah, mm -hmm. whatever. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, guys. Thanks, thanks, Christian. Thanks. Keep the pod going. Yeah. All right, bye. Right. So, obviously, it's legal to keep the money, and it's under $1,000. So, I mean, if it was like $52,000, I'd see like giving some of that money back, yeah. maybe or something, but it's it's under 1000 bucks. I mean, honestly, if the person was like, if they if they were impoverished and you really scammed them out of some stuff, uh -huh. then I would be like, yeah, probably give it back. I, I'd mm -hmm. say that. Like um, if you knew that that painting, oh, this is a Degas, and it, this would be worth $5 million, and so you're like, you I, know, I hey, this is worth this much. I wouldn't feel too bad about that. I, I, the, the, I'd the be problem, willing to give some money to them. Yeah, I'd though. be willing to give some money to them. It's like, yeah, I, I bought it for twenty five, but I've got $5 million. I'll give you I'll give you 50000 something like that. So I think whatever the answer is, this person should buy a blanket, though. With just, money. just because I have a feeling it's going to be a cold winter. So, you know. Our, yeah. our blankets are not very good at keeping people warm. <laughs> they're, they're only guaranteed to keep Ronaldo's fire off of you. <laughs> if it's some other Armageddon and not Ronaldo's, then no guarantee on that one. Yeah. I, but I think morally, they're in the clear. Now, if you're if you're not already a member, you should probably become a member first, and then you'll be better standing of Ronaldo. Yeah, um, if that's what if, you're worried about. And if you are, you could be a one membership level higher. Uh, oh yeah, there there's that other. There's three. You know what you could do is you could pay to get yourself stricken from the records, and then and then buy another membership <laughs> as a new name and be rebaptized, re uh, reinitiated, reinitiated if into you, the Magisterium Collective. No, or if you got in a Patreon and you pledged a thousand dollars a month, then you would automatically <laughs> become part of the Magisterium Collective, <laughs> <laughs> and you'd be sainted in this life, which is. That's pretty cool. Yeah. 
okay, this is what they really should do to express their gratitude for this blessing. They need to go to So Delicious and pay for the guy behind them. <laughs> their drink. <laughs> That's wild. That's good. I like it. Start that chain. Oh, man, I haven't started r- rounding down for Ronaldo yet. Oh, you haven't uh, rounding down for Ronaldo. Yeah, we need someone to, someone with real experience to tell us how, how, how that worked. How to do it? Yeah. I wonder just how it worked if they, when they requested it. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, we have two more. You should do it. We should, should probably one. do at least one more. Yeah. Okay. But before we continue on, we just need to remind everyone, uh, give everybody a big thanks for staving off the apocalypse for oh, yeah. one more week. Yeah. Next Thursday, it is going to happen again. Welcome to another episode of Mom, I Joined a Cult, the only podcast about cults by an actual cult. Listen as we examine other cults, discuss what they did right and what they did wrong, and then build our own cult from the ground up. And now your hosts, Gunner, Nathan, and Thor. Uh, Thor, what do you have for us today? So, we've been trying to do themes a little bit more, and our theme for this season, Doomsday Cults, and but we really haven't done very much of them. <laughs> so I've decided, why not do one that's really, so, well, pretty famous in the United States. In fact, it was it's probably considered the biggest one here. And it is called Millerism, formed by uh, William Miller. Okay, so let me tell you a little bit about William. William was born in 1782 in Massachusetts. He moved when he was like four years old with the family to Hampton, New York. Grew up Baptist and his family was very religious. He was somewhat religious too. He grew up and started thinking for himself and had moved to a different town. And the members, the prominent members of this town were uh, deists. What's a deist? That is the philosophy or the thought process that there is a God and he created the universe and the world, but he's a very hands-off God kind of just lets everyone do their their own thing. Uh, a lot of the founding fathers were deists. Thomas. Benjamin Franklin was. Uh, Thomas Jefferson was a deist. And they tried to explain everything in a logical way. If you can't explain it in a logical way, then you shouldn't be doing it. Okay? That, that's kind of the, the process, you know. It was pretty popular at this time. And he became a member, and he grew to prominence. He married... He was a good farmer. He became uh, the sheriff and became much more influential. He became part of the county militia. He was the captain in there. And as he examined his philosophies through this deist persona, he he actually grew disenchantized. Enchanted. Disenchanted, thank you. Disenchanted with his fellow men. As he realized there were... Most people were kind of crass and, you know, there there was a lot to be desired. But one of the things he was really impressed with is love of nation or nationalism, where uh, where you're fighting for a greater cause than yourself. So when the War of 1812 came along, he signed up. He got a group of company together and he joined the army and became a captain. Which one's the 1812 one? The war right after the Revolutionary War. We, it was again with Britain because uh, we were very unhappy with the way Britain was treating us. 
and also we wanted to make a land grab into Canada. <laughs> Gunner, it was the war right before the War of 1813. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's okay. <laughs> We're going to put this full episode up on the... Um, Patreon. On Patreon. I'm going to... It's going to be probably 45 minutes shorter than what it is in pa- on Patreon. So you, okay. you're going to hear the full shebang. So if you want to hear... How good Thor is in the sack. <laughs> you have to pay for the privilege. You have to pay for the privilege. Or because game. Thor has impressed me. <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything. Dang it. You know, no one's ever asked me that question before, Gunner. <laughs> no one's ever asked you? No. If, if this no. come up in job interviews? It, it doesn't. Well. It doesn't. So. I find every opportunity to talk about how good I am, and I've just found out that I'm not good. <laughs> All right. All right. So anyway, War of 1812, okay? So William Miller's there in charge and stuff like that, and he gets involved in the Battle of uh, Plattsburgh, okay? Not only the Americans had designs on going into Canada, invading and getting uh, land, but the British had designs on going into the colonies, or the United States, and grabbing land too. And so this was their invasion attempt. And... They had really good, nice fleet. They they were uh, in the Lake Great Lakes region. This is where this was fought, and they had like a seven to one advantage in arms, and they were well trained men, and they uh, you know they were disciplined and all yeah. the all the things that that they should the soldiers need to be, and there was uh, like four thousand uh, American army men there and some volunteers William Miller is involved in this and he's like I'm going to die this is this is ridiculous there's no way we can do this it's just pure grit and courage that I'm going to you know that I'm here you and he wrote in a letter to his wife you're not going to see me again most likely uh, but you I'm not going to be a coward I'm going to you know stick it out and the british lost in a spectacular fashion one of the incidents that happened to him is a cannonball exploded two feet away from him, wounding three other guys, killing one, and leaving him completely untouched, hmm. unscathed at all. And he sees this. He sees the, first of all, this miraculous thing that happened where he didn't get touched, you know, and he sees a war that there's no way they, they should have won. They shouldn't have won that battle. They, they shouldn't have. And he's like, maybe God does have more of a hand in things than I thought. So anyway, he goes back after the war. And he kind of is wrestling with things. And he kind of is still a deist. But, a deist, but, but he goes back to the Baptist um, a ministry uh, or a Baptist church and the minister has to leave for something and they ask him to read from the Bible because he, he he's a good reader and he gets there and he starts reading and he basically fell in love with the Bible again and he's like you know what there's more to this Bible than meets the eye and he had some dis friends and they're like you know the Bible doesn't make sense he's like I'm gonna go through verse by verse of the Bible and I'm going to read it until it makes sense to me. I'm going to figure it out because I know that there should be a way to logically explain everything. And he spent 
two years doing this, okay? He studied an awful lot about the millennial and the last days and stuff like that. He really studied that a lot. And he found that there was no real biblical evidence for post-millennialism, okay? Yes. What's post-millennialism? Post-millennium is, uh, it's the thought period uh, that the millennium is going to come in gradually as people become better and better. It's going to come in gradually. It's going to be a thousand years. And at the end, Christ will come at the end of the millennium to finally rule and reign. And that we need, as humans, we need to better ourselves to Issue, uh, initiate this millennial, this, you know, th- this mm-hmm. where the, the devil's bound and so on and so forth. And so at the time, there are a lot of movements to to kind of bring this millennial era, yeah, like the abolish it. Well, prohibition. Prohibition. So those were really huge movements there uh, and anti-slavery movements and, and stuff like that. And missionaries being sent to, to all over the world, the earth. To try and get humanity in the state where we could enter into the millennium, into that peaceful uh, existence where the devil is bound and everyone's doing pretty much what they should be. Okay, and there was an awful lot of that thing. And and at the end, Christ will come. Now he looked at the Bible and he said, "That's not the way it is. The millennial, the millennial reign is supposed to start with a bang." Uh, there's going to be a burning and there's going to be the wicked perishing and the earth will be a stubble. Christ will come in glory and he will usher in the millennial reign. Okay. So that's was his philosophy. And not only that, but he figured out exactly when the millennium would begin. (laughs) What's the date? date? (laughs) It was, it was around 1844. Okay. okay. So, oh, I need to tell you. Okay. So he got that, this from Daniel 8.14 and I brought along the Bible oh. so we could read it together. Okay. okay? <laughs> so this is the King James Version, which is probably what he was using oh, at the time. Is it if I read this? Can I read it? <laughs> yes. Or, I just, I just want to. I just want to be heard. So be s- this is probably the Bible he was reading because it was very popular Nine, at the time. 918. 8.14. And he said unto me, Unto two thousand and three hundred days, then shall the sanctuary be cleansed. I don't understand how that... Two thousand... Yeah, that's it. Unto <laughs> two thousand and three hundred days. From what? <laughs> okay, okay well... It's like, yeah, from what... Well, remember, he, he used logic, okay? So okay. This, is, this, was his, <laughs> this was his thought pattern, okay? So first of all, the cleansing is going to be cleansing by fire because it's going to be the second coming of Christ, coming on all's glory, okay? Now, what he did is he used a day per year, uh, per year principle, you know, like in the scriptures when it says day, it really means year. So, and then oh, okay. it, the start of it was when the rebuilt, uh, when when the temple of in Jerusalem was rebuilt. That was the start of that first thing. So he did the math and he figured it out. It was like, okay, it's going to be sometime in 1844. Uh, he figured that out after a couple of years. Like 1818 is probably when he first started, came up with that. But he actually, it wasn't until 1823 that he became convinced as he studied and pondered and read and figured things out. 
That's it. He gave himself a good amount of years, though. He did. He he really studied. He he wasn't messing around. Over twenty years, typically, it's just like in a year or two years or next month. You know. Oh yeah. Well, well, I mean, because he was using that formula, so that's what he came up with. Yeah. But he studied it out for quite a while too. I mean, from eighteen eighteen to eighteen twenty three. That's that's quite a few years. Did it happen? Yeah, well, we're getting to that. Okay, I'm excited to find out whether or not this happened or not. (laughs) So he's come up with this philosophy, this idea, and he started getting these prompting, these feelings like you need to kind of spread this out. You know, you need to let people know. But he's like, I don't want to let anyone know about this. You know, I'm, I feel like Moses. I'm slow speech and slow tongue. You know, that kind of thing. I, I, I don't know what to say to be. I'm not really a good speaker. And yeah, they kept on getting these feelings. And finally, he was like, okay, Lord, this is it. If I'm given the opportunity, I'll talk about it, okay? If I'm given the opportunity. And lo and behold, two hours later, his cousin comes up and is like, hey, cousin, guess what? Our minister's going on a vacation. We need you to come over and fill in. And he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but reluctant cult leaders is all, I, uh, it's a little bit nicer than a non-reluctant. Yeah, I don't think Ronaldo was going to, he, he no. wasn't trying to it, start a cult. It was, it was thrust upon him, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Yes. Sure. yes. So anyway, so he goes there, he goes in the chapel, uh, and he gives a sermon, and he realized, you know, I may not be really good at speaking, but when it comes to this ma- this subject matter, I've studied so much on it that I can talk for hours and hours and hours about it. And people were enthralled. They're like, wow. And there was a new revivalist movement at the time, and it was an awful lot of hellfire, damnation, excite the people up, you know, that kind of thing. He did not talk like that. He talked in a very logical manner. He'd give out his evidence and his thought process for what it was. But uh, the millennium was a hot topic at that time. It was it was hot stuff. Uh, there were a lot of churches formed at that time that really talked a lot about it, including the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. <laughs> we were a millennial church. So anyway, it became, uh, it, it was well-received. I mean, people were enthralled, and he started getting other invitations by ministers around to give a discourse or two about what's going on. So he started, when he'd get an invitation, he'd go, go out there and start preaching. And uh, he'd give a discourse, it would be like a, uh, like a five or six days, you know, of just, you know, a couple hours each day just talking about things. And remember, they didn't have television back then, so this was good stuff. <laughs> it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be good nowadays, but uh, our attention spans are very much shorter than, than they used to be as, as a human species. So anyway, this was in 1831 when he first started preaching. He started going around, and he became more and more popular six or seven years later. He found a guy named Joshua Himes, and Joshua listened to him. He says, you are so awesome. You're so great. What's going on? What are you doing to really spread the message? And he's like, well, you know, when people invite me to the, come to their, uh, their meeting houses, I'll go and I'll give a lecture. And he's like, and uh, anyway, Joshua's like, uh, you can do better than that. <laughs> Let me help you. I will be Barnum, and you can be Dumbo the elephant. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna Barnum. sell you, PT Barnum, from the Barnum and Bailey Circus. 
Oh, okay. And okay. Dumbo the elephant is Dumbo is the I thought you were say world's like, most famous the... elephant. And so he's a promoter, okay? No, 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 <laughs> I got it. I got it. No, I got it. I just, I just was thinking uh, that you were the mouse, and I'm, I didn't know that the mouse had a name. But that makes sense. <laughs> no, isn't it Dumbo? Yeah, Dumbo was the the world's biggest elephant. I don't I, I'm not talking real. about the Disney. Yeah. Oh, you're not talking about the Disney. No, one. I'm talking about real life the Dumbo. Was I, there? I didn't know yeah. there was a real elephant named that. Mm. Uh, you know what we need to look it up Thor's like that and Nathan thinks he's talking about something else and I'm off on my own page maybe I should have used a different analogy okay a different analogy on that one this was an hour ago check that for us and post it on the fact check Uh, we need need some fact checked on this one on what Thor's talking about okay an hour ago when I came up with this analogy I thought oh that's a good one (laughs) it might be but I could be wrong okay so anyway Joshua Himes gets the ball rolling. He First of all, he gets up a weekly newsletter uh, called Science of the Times, and he puts out this spread every week, pop, 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 and he gets, he, he has the biggest tent in the country made up, and he wow. starts doing these big revivals, uh, and they were huge, and people came over from Is all over the place. Is this the start of, like, the moving tent? Where you had the the preacher come in with a moving tent and and everything like that? It very well could have been, although there were very famous preachers at that time. But I know for a fact that Willie Miller had the biggest tent of them all, okay? (laughs) (laughs) His tent was the biggest. The pole was 50 feet tall, okay? The center pole. Yeah, it was big. It was big. Hence the circus thing. Do you see? I I thought it was a great analogy. Anyway. (laughs) So anyway, (laughs) he gets the ball rolling, okay? And uh, it becomes huge. Uh, they're, they're really, it's, it becomes the talk of the course. When people start talking uh, about something new and it becomes all the rage, there become a lot of detractors. And there were a lot of detractors. People were like, you know, talking about how foolish he was. He was just a fat old man who didn't know what he was talking about. Miller, as I say, kept on preaching and doing his thing. At, at first, the movement was such that he didn't tell people to like join any particular church or anything else like that. He just was like, prepare for the day kind of thing. Mm-hmm. A couple things happened. One is that they, there was a call for a large general conference to gather all these people together to, to hear the word. And Miller was really excited about it, of course, but he got sick. And on the way there, he couldn't go. He had to turn back. So while he was gone... Joshua Himes and some other people kind of took over, and, and the conference went very well, but William Miller was not the de facto, it's my way or the highway kind of thing. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. It wasn't that kind of organization, and especially after that conference, because a lot of people were introduced, and Miller wasn't there to to say, oh, I don't think that's right, or whatever. And so, and, and it was formed by a lot of different preachers from other congregations and stuff like that. The other thing is that people who were uh, involved in this idea started being persecuted a bit. 
and they were being kicked out of congregations. And uh, Joshua Himes was like, well, let's form our own. We need to form our own then, you know. And uh, William Miller was like, no, we, we probably shouldn't. We, we shouldn't encourage people to leave their congregations. You know, we, we should try and have everyone keep the same. So Miller kind of wanted it a little bit more lower key. And some of the people were grabbing this by the horns and just saying, let's ride this bull. Also, Miller kept on getting more and more peer pressure to actually give a date. And he was a little bit reluctant to give exactual date. But eventually he was like, I think it's going to happen between March 21st, 1843 and March 21st, 1844. That's when I think it's going to happen. Okay? Isn't that the day you were born? Yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> it's also not 1843. No, no, but uh, it is uh, the generally considered the first day of spring, uh, the spring solstice. So anyway, is, although nowadays is the 20th. But How long before that date did he give the, the prophecy? A couple of years. A couple of years. Okay, so, so it's now getting down to a couple of years. Yeah, uh-huh. so that date came and... Uh, surprise, surprise. What nothing happened? really happened. <laughs> nothing oh really God. happened. And, and he's like... Uh, and there was like, what's going on here? And he said, I, I'm, I'm sure I missed it. You know what? I probably should have used this calendar instead of the one I used. It's going to be a little bit farther on. It's probably going to be around this day. And that day kind of went and nothing happened. After that, there was a very large conference and a guy named Samuel Snow said, because of this, and he talked, there's some sort of seven month or something or whether it's going to, anyway, he had this complicated formula and it's going to be in the, the seventh month on the 10th day. So October 22nd, 1844. And he gave the reasons and they were all logical and everyone's like, this is it. This is the day Miller was like, Ugh, but then he got behind it. And Joshua Himes got behind it. All the everyone got behind it. This was the day. This is this is when it's going to happen. And the day came, and uh, you were supposed to get yourself out there, kind of to a higher place. Now there is some newspaper side uh, things going on, and there's general people thinking that these uh, Adventists uh, they had these white ascension robes that they were supposed to put on. They were supposed to climb trees. And there's stories about like some guy trying to climb a tree, the highest tree he could, and another one climbing on top of the pigsty and things like that to be uh, to ascension. Now, I have it on semi-good authority that these were all lies spread by the detractors, okay? That there were no white robes. Uh, and they might have gone up to a higher mountain, but this wasn't like pigsty. You know, these are just stories told kind of thing. Supposedly, most historians believe this now that they were just. A, a, we think we think of today being the age of disinformation, but at this time, it was even more so. Okay, the age of disinformation was it was even worse in the 1800s hmm. because. Every faction had their own little paper and they pushed their ideas just like they do today on the internet, okay? And you get prominent newspapers, and I'm going to put that in quotes, with editorials and things like that were just completely false information, okay? It, it was it was bad. I, this, this misinformation is not a new thing in human history, okay? Most scholars don't think that that really happened, but... 
They do think that there were there were gatherings there and people would try and get in a higher place. And it was called the Great Disappointment, October 21st or 22nd, because there was no ascension, at least that anyone could see. And after that, William Miller basically said, I'm not going to predict the end of the world to date anymore. Good, Good practice. <laughs> so that's how many predictions did they do? Two? Uh, three, really. Three? three? So, yeah, yeah, three. So, so uh, yeah. So he was like, I'm done with that. He, this is what he said. There's, And I'm misquoting him horribly, okay? But he basically said, I, I haven't given up. I don't know what the date is. I'm going off the Bible, which was written by humans. And so the word, the, the like when the Jerusalem's uh, temple was built, I we might not have that date right. And there's some other things I, I might not have it. I do feel it's imminent. And I'm going to, I'm never going to predict again, except to say it is today. Every day I'm going to say it is today and I'm going to live my life like that. Like, like oh. today is the day. You know, so and which I admire. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah. yeah that's good. So yeah, that was really paraphrased, guys. So, so. he went out and bought the biggest truck every <laughs> single day. <laughs> he maxed out his credit cards like Thor every single day. every single week. So anyway, to wrap this all up, he died in 1849. So a couple of years after this, basically uh, had a small church on his property and he had a small congregation, eagerly waited the uh, visitation from Christ. Most of the people, tens of thousands, okay, uh, there's, there's some people that think it could have been up to 100,000 people who were uh, involved in this. Uh, most of them said, well, I guess nothing happened. And they either fell away from Christianity or went back to their old churches or something else like that. There were some people that got together and said, well, I, the idea's right, but the date's wrong or something like that. And uh, then there were some people that said, no, the date's right. But what happened is that wasn't the second coming of Christ. That was something different. That was Christ coming out of uh, into one portion and becoming the judge or something like that. Mm. And that was the Seventh-day Adventists. Okay? Oh, okay. So they yeah. explained from this. Most of the preservation sites for William Miller's house and stuff like that, they own. Okay. okay. Interesting. Yeah. So that's their first prophet. It is. Uh, kind of. Yeah, it, it is. I and so no they, they the, what's her name? Anne? Is, is it who? who? What's the, the the prophetess, her name that started Eddings? it? Uh, Mary uh, Baker Eddings? Something like that. Yeah. Anyway, her husband was one of a, his preachers, one of the preachers, the, the Advent preachers. Uh. Yeah. And basically she had a vision and explained to her what was really was going on. And they went around going on. Eventually, uh, they were the smallest branch. There were several different Adventists that broke off from this. They were the, originally the smallest, but they worked really hard. Wow. <laughs> and now they've got 19 million members. So there is another split off of this Millerism. It's called the Advent Christian Church. They've got about 61,000 members right now. Hmm. So, so these are the Millerites. These they don't call themselves Millerites anymore. Oh. So this is the uh, they call themselves Adventists or the uh, Advent. So one is called the Advent Christian Church, 
and the other is the Seventh Day Adventist mm, interesting. church. So Miller seems like he was kind of just a standoffish. Uh, seemed like the the uh, the the ring the ring the, the circus owner guy. <laughs> <laughs> Dumbo. He was never used an analogy with Gunner. <laughs> <laughs> maybe so, it's maybe it's not Dumbo. Maybe it's Jumbo. That's that's what it, the name is. Is Jumbo? We're gonna have someone facts checked it. The world's biggest element. It was like part of this. It was like the big part of the circus. All we know is for sure it could fly. Like the <laughs> <No. tears. laughs> yes. That's yeah, I think true. it's Jumbo. Yeah, Jumbo the elephant. So, and there was a mouse somewhere in there. But uh, let's. <laughs> is this a cult, Thor? They had people that that sold everything they had. There's a there's a couple famous ones. A guy, he's like. Uh, should I dig up my potatoes or not? Nah, I'm gonna show, I'm gonna show Christ that I'm, I'm faithful. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for him. Does, and they're all gonna burn anyway. So he goes there, and he had never doesn't dig up, doesn't dig up the crop anyway. Anyway, the funny thing is, is that he later became a minister, and he tells a story that <laughs> so there was a uh, infestation of vernum in all the potatoes around. And the, almost all the, everyone's potatoes rotted. He waited till spring, and he finally was like, oh, "I better dig them up." His potatoes were just fine, so <laughs> he saved yeah. his potato crop by not digging them up when he should have. And there you go. Procrastination <laughs> can save the day. It sometimes. can. Yeah. It can. <laughs> so, and there's like other. There's a famous uh, one where uh, some guy sold his uh, oh his business. I can't remember if it's a tannery or some something like that. And it's some some profitable business, and he he didn't sell it. He just basically gave it to one of his sons. It's like I I want to be prepared for the Savior. I don't want worldly wealth and stuff like that so yeah he gave it to his son basically and went off the day didn't happen and he's like you know i kind of want my business back and his son's like no you gave it to me dad sorry <laughs> so he went to uh he went to trial and he eventually got it back no he did okay <laughs> yeah, he got back <laughs> he had a good lawyer <laughs> you always put a second coming clause in your contract yes definitely. if it doesn't happen yeah <laughs> yep i want it back well I, cult or non-cult, Nathan? I I think it was. This is a cult. Thor, I mean, it was a proto-religion. Uh, you but. you know, I'm when it comes to this, I'm always a little bit leery of calling it a cult. Okay, it was it was it was a cult. It was okay. Okay, cool. Then I can say no. Okay, good. <laughs> now it's a cult because you two said it. I just feel it's on that edge uh, where it's like. Yeah. I guess I would have to have been there. It could be the way I presented it. I mean, obviously, I presented it in a is in. Yeah. Uh, Miller wasn't that bad of a guy, and he really wasn't. The good, the bad, and the culty. Now we discuss what this week's cult did right and where they got it all wrong. The good. They didn't. Um, they weren't super controlling of their members, which I think that's, they that's weren't. good. They just let, it basically started, he was kind of reluctant. And um, almost everything that made it bigger than that, that first, you know, him giving information to the people he thought. Lectures, basically. Yeah, were, um, was made by someone else. Everything mm-hmm. else was kind of someone else's doing. 
Yeah. Um, taking one verse from the Bible and just using it to to predict all sorts of things. Yeah, I think that's a good thing. There, that's an wrong? awful lot of extrapolation there. And so yeah. many, so many religions do that. I mean, yeah. and they do it with the Quran as well. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they take one verse and they're Maybe like, that's in the bad. And they spend. Uh, he 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 had a sixty-two page pamphlet to explain his philosophy when it when you take 62 pages to <laughs> summarize a verse in the bible something funny's going on okay yeah. <laughs> um that that was that's in the bad by the way oh is it in the bad yeah. okay oh, yeah. oh, sorry <laughs> that's in the bad i got that wrong yeah he didn't being prepared yeah being prepared that's good yeah sure yeah being, being prepared, prepared is good uh it actually Helped um, draw people away from the slavery question for a while. Oh. Because, uh, so it probably postponed the Civil War for, by, you know, by six or seven years. Oh, okay. Maybe. Okay. That, anyway, that's, that's Thor's supposition. I, I, I can't. Well, I, you I can't, can't take that to the bank. I'm you gonna, can't. I'm that's just you me thinking Thor, about it. So. Um, How about the bag? Um, let's see, taking one verse and, uh, <laughs> spending two, 62 pages on 62 it, 62 pages, years on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, bad. Obviously they predicted the second coming three times. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we can do that. No, but, we, I mean, no, but ours is always right. We know exactly why it got, why it didn't happen. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. which by the way, next Thursday. Yeah. It's next Thursday is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, which is good, which is good because uh, I think my my uh, loans, my credit card loans are starting to get due here pretty soon. So, <laughs> And now we take from what we learned this week and build our own cult, one belief at a time. I really like, I know this isn't exactly what he believed, but he started off with a militia. We should have a militia. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why not have a well-organized We militia? already have the head of the militia, our knight. Yeah. We can always find one obscure verse in the Bible and expound on it for a while. We don't look good. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do spend that. two years studying it, though. <laughs> You could do it off of, was it Second Peter 22? I just looked at a random verse one time as a I was giving a spiritual thought. And it yeah, was yeah. like, and then the dogs will turn on, turn into their, eat their own vomit or something like that. And I like, I read that and it was the least likely, least inspiring verse in the Bible. Yeah. At least you didn't go into Psalms or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of like the militia idea, and uh, so that's your idea, the militia. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, only we we need to say something like Ronaldo's army or something like that. Ronaldo at arms. <laughs> no. Maybe what we really should do is we should ask if we should have militia in there. This I is think this the, is the this, problem. Is, you know what, this no, is a this nice cult. You know what? Though. This is what it is uh, for for next week's question. Since okay. we haven't had one pop up yet. We're going to review um, what you suggest we take on from this cult, and we'll pick something from that. Okay. Well, let's right. do or that then. Week. Yeah. So you guys let us know what we should be taking on. I, I, I like the militia idea, but at the same time, this is the Nike's cult. Well, you can't you be can nice and have a militia. Yeah, you a militia totally person. can. Yeah. yeah. You can be nice and have a militia. You need mm. to protect people. 
You're right. You're well organized. Maybe like we can not. have, you know, I, but, that old, those old Vietnam things where the people are putting flowers in the gun barrels. Our fla- We could have flowers in our gun barrels. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Just, just another reminder for... For those Patreons, if you want to pay for Patreon, you're you're gonna get this full episode, and there's some juicy stuff in there. I know that we, uh, uh, you may or may not hear some of it in this one, but uh, you definitely will. Uh, it'll it'll be a treat listening to the whole thing. I, I, some of us disagree. <laughs> please don't, please don't buy this episode, okay, on Patreon. <laughs> Please don't. I, I'm embarrassed, okay? You shouldn't be, Lauren. No, you're powerful. You're a powerful man. We hope you had fun with us as we explored this week's cult. Join our adventure next week as we continue to build our cult one belief at a time. Until then, if you're going to join a cult, join the nice cult. Once a month, we do a potluck at work. Last month, I bragged that I was going to bring my mother mother's award winning, she actually won first prize at the county fair, strawberry rhubarb pie. Ooh, Everyone nice. looked forward to my, to my bringing it, but I didn't have time that week. So I bought a Marie Callender strawberry rhubarb pie instead. Before I had a chance to explain that it wasn't my grandma's recipe, Everyone was talking about how good it was. <laughs> and that I was assigned to bring that pie uh, uh, to every potluck from then on. Oh, no. <laughs> I should have corrected them, but I enjoyed everyone thinking that my pie was amazing. Now I'm stuck. Do I buy the Marie Calendar's pie every week for the... Uh, every, every month. No, it says every week, oh, but it's probably They probably meant every month, yeah. Yeah, for the rest of my life. Or do I finally make my grandma's recipe and maybe disappoint everyone? Or if it turns out to be better than the store-bought risk, the chance that someone notices it is different? Please answer this before the end of the month. Next potluck in the first week of June. By the way, love the chicken photos and photos of Thor. Thor's quilt. What else do you guys do for fun? Is Thor really single? If so... Can I set him up with my sister who lives in Idaho? That was fun. I love it. Uh, yeah, you can set him up. I'm just going to say yes. I don't care. Thor, Thor can be set up with whoever. Uh, this is very exciting. Right, Gunner at the nice cult. This is going to be like... Is a bishop. We should, we should post it. We should... Or You can use the same form and post it through that, or you can email I gotta tell you a story about something being mistaken, okay? Okay. So, <laughs> I sometimes go over to my brother's house and and work there, and I was downstairs working on some lights, and I went to the bathroom. It was a particularly stinky, <laughs> stinky one. Okay, I'm not proud about it. Uh, I turned on the fan and I went upstairs really quick. I was going back into the bathroom to work on lights and stuff, but I left the door open. <laughs> <laughs> I came downstairs and it was like the whole basement <laughs> stunk. 
Okay. Sorry, I won't be able to get in. The whole basement smells so bad. But I start working on lights down there. And one of those is Brooke. I'll just say the name. Brooke's like... <laughs> starts yelling at the youngest daughter that's Summer and starts saying, Summer, that's a bad she And she just took it. <laughs> She's like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. And she just kept on saying she's sorry for making the smell. <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I'm, <laughs> I'm laughing so hard that I can't say it was me because... I just like I'm just laughing. I'm like I can't say anything, and because I'm laughing, Brooke more <laughs> vehemently says to Summer, "I can't believe this. Here, find some air fresheners." <laughs> and the whole time she's taking it, apparently she thought that she'd like put some food <laughs> in some garbage or something like that. <laughs> anyway, I all right, when I walked upstairs and I started laughing, I told Finn, "I'm just like I couldn't stop laughing," but. Oh, and every time I went downstairs, I just couldn't stop from laughing, so I couldn't tell him. <laughs> um, that's that was a good story. Yeah. As far as Marie Calendar is concerned, though, how much does a Marie Calendar pie cost? Is it like above fifteen bucks? I think it's less. Less, so yeah. like eleven or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't no, know. I don't, I don't, I don't, know. I don't, I don't buy that. I'm not huge on pies. I I say I think pies are the all fruits dream of being in a pie. Mm, yeah. 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 Well, I say you make the pie, and the nice thing about making things um, is that you can always be like, man, you know, I just didn't do a good job on this one. So if it's really bad or not as good as the Marie Calendar, just sorry, guys, I just, I think I just wasn't concentrating this time. But here it is. Yeah, no, there's, there's a million ways to apologize for something before anyone eats it. I use them all, so... <laughs> yeah. I tried this new thing. I might have put too much spice in it. You know, the list goes on and on. Uh, I don't know, but that's horrible being stuck doing that every single month. You're assigned. Yeah, yeah assigned, assigned to the same thing where you can't ever change. Maybe some people like it, but I'm not. I'm not a huge fan. Yeah. Because sometimes I just maybe don't want to. I'm actually kind of interested to see what the crust is like on her, the pie. On the grandma's secret Yeah, pie. yeah. Is it is it like a store-bought crust or is it homemade? Because if it's store-bought... Okay, so this then... is this is what you need to do. Right. You need to send us your grandma's pie and the Marie Calendar's... And we'll go out and get a Marie Calendar's pie. And we will compare the two once we have your your grandma's pie. We'll give you our honest opinions. And we'll give you our honest opinions. As to whether... Opinion. Which one not only is better, but if you can... If you can uh, Put that that your grandma's pie. Yeah, and if you're local to Pleasant Grove area, I'll pick it up. Uh, anywhere in Utah. Anywhere in in Utah. Oh wow, we're we're stressed. That's that could be a long ways away, but we'll do it. We'll pick it up. Mm-hmm. Um, anywhere in Utah, and possibly Idaho. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if your sister is making the pie, Thor <laughs> might make it. We might take a road trip up there. <laughs> Uh, I'm an old man, guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thor, Thor is an old man, but not in his heart. <laughs> but, okay, but your grandma has got an award for it, so obviously it can't be that bad. I'd oh. I, 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 I make it. Yeah, but still, like, if you have old, old candies and things like that, those were, like, the best of the time. They're not always the best, though. Um, or are they? Pies. 
okay. pies where they're not not hard candy. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I am so sorry. <laughs> so pies have been done very well for quite a few years now. So. But I think that the, you're right. The crust is the thing that makes or breaks the pie. Now you yeah. have to do it with lard. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, it has to be. You have to keep it cold. There's a lot of stuff you have yeah. to do to make it good. But uh, but what I'm saying is that if it's a homemade crust, it's going to be quite obvious to everyone that this is different from the pie that you brought last time. Now you can always say, "Oh yeah, I bought a crust. I was in a hurry. I bought a crust last time." Uh, you know, we keep on talking about how to perpetuate the lie. Just, just say, just say, guys, I, you guys were so complimentary. I didn't want to say anything, no. but <clears throat> that was a Marie. Kelly no, this, is, this like, is the one. This that, is what you this, do. Uh-huh. You put, it, you bring it in there, and you put, put it in the Marie Calendar's box. <laughs> And you have all the labels on there, but then you put on there grandma's, grandma's best-selling pie recipe. So like you That's, that was kind of like I was gonna do. Oh, okay. Is I would just say, no, my grandma is Marie Calendar. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is on my mother's side, so she didn't take our our doesn't have the same last name as me. If you're going for lies, that is the best. Go well, I love don't it. say that she's grandma. Just say that Marie Calendar stole it from my grandma. They were good friends, and Marie asked if she could take it. <laughs> so yeah, in fact, every Marie Calendar you guys eat actually came from my grandma. That's so. my grandma. Recipe. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we have solved that one then. So yeah, either, I, I think we're going downhill on our advice, guys. I think we're really struggling. Well, if she wants to go and so be far, honest, she can take my advice. Okay? So far, we haven't told anyone to buy a blanket just yet. You need to buy a nice cold blanket. Oh, one more thing. They ask what we do for fun. I like to read. Thor does. Thor reads. I read a lot. Um... Uh, you know, video games of yeah, video games are fun. Yeah, well, it's like yeah, it's fun. I've been hiking a lot this. Well, yeah, we're doing more hiking this year. That's so awesome. Our goal is to you know, go to ten different trails, uh-huh. and we're on six. Lily has done well with you. I think yeah, you're, you're good fun. for, or she's you're good together. Yeah, I like uh, I like having some sort of goals in mind. Like, oh, we want to do this or that, or Thor wants to see every national park or something. Yeah, yeah. And so, like that. so this this summer, I would like to to hit a couple more parks, okay, if possible. And uh, we we've got the troglodyte thing we're gonna yeah. do. We're gonna be looking for different minerals and so on and so forth. It's gonna yeah. be fun. The and, Fremont. Oh, go ahead. Oh, and then there's also the Costa Rica trip. Although that sounds like it's not gonna it's happen. It's gonna be next year. If it isn't, then I think going to uh, see some giant redwood sequoias would be fun. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think so too. This last weekend, we went to um, Big Rock Candy Mountain, mm-hmm. and we went to the Fremont State Park, Utah State Park, Fremont Indian State Park. So cool. Really? Never been there before. I haven't yeah. either. Have you I? can get right next to them, and you could touch them if you wanted to, but the petroglyphs, not petroglyphs, uh-huh. the petroglyphs, yeah. yeah. yeah the petroglyphs. Okay. I mean, like right there, and you get to see like, oh, this was this formation this is what it's saying and it's really cool like that is you get cool. right next to them and there's hundreds oh i crossed off last year with thor me and finn we just crossed off three of them just right yeah well, we went to gone valley we went to mesa verde and then mesa verde uh, yeah okay. and yeah it's mesa verde it's not in utah though but still okay yeah or are you only doing utah one no no not at all I'm, but uh but i think it'd be fun to hit all of them 
is a nice cold gold we try to hit all national parks okay that's all i like it that would be fun i it might be see, hard. Some of them are back east, I think. Well, right? I know, but that'd be fun to, you know, you know mm-hmm. I want to see Rushmore. I've never seen that. Mm-hmm. Is that a monument or something? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, that's something. Good. The Eiffel Tower, right? That's one. <laughs> it no, may okay. not be in Utah. <laughs> okay, no. Or in the uh, United States. All right, we're done. <laughs>